0: Log Talk Radio. And welcome to this week's segment of Live Without Limits, The Dreams Come True with the Right Mindset. We're coming to you from the Blog Talk Radio Network. Today's presentation is titled, Trouble with Decision-Making, Six Tips to Boost Your Ability. Decision-making does not always come easy. It is by far one of the most complex things that we have to do in life. The interesting part is that our lives are a series of making decisions. From the time we wake up to the streak thoughts. For me, the first decision is to either snooze my alarm or to wake up. It's a tough decision to make, in addition to the minor decisions We also have to make some big and, in some cases, life-changing decisions. This is where it gets interesting or rather scary because sometimes we only have one chance to make a decision that will shape our future. To make these decisions, we put a lot of things into consideration is this what I really want? Is this the best decision for me now and in the future? What if I choose the wrong thing? Will I be able to pick the other option later? Thankfully, we all have the potential to be good decision makers. These tips are as good starting point for you to unleash the good decision maker in you. Now, I'm also going to talk about behavior patterns because your natural behavioral style influences how you make decisions. If you're a high D or or I, your decisions are based on your interaction with people. If you're an S or a C, you're an introvert. Therefore, your decisions are more about yourself and how it's going to affect you. Now, and let's break it down into this, into explaining how the four work, because we have all of these behavior patterns within us, but some are our strengths, while Others are all weaknesses. And often someone who is a steadiness personality or a conscientiousness behavior pattern, they will often ask for help before they make decisions. But someone who's a high D or a high I, they tend not to. They they have more self-confidence. They believe that they can deal with things themselves, but they do, in essence, when working with a team and working on a project, often ask for help from other members on the team. So understanding where you're coming from and being able to adapt your behavior helps you to make better decisions. So six tips to help you become a better decision maker and take note of the risks that you take. Sometimes we take risks very often and we end up comfortable with the bad decisions we make. It is important for you to take some time to reflect on the risks that you continually take and look at the bigger picture, you will likely see the long-term effects of those risks. For example, some people party every weekend from Friday evening to Sunday. This might seem like a fun idea at the moment, but if they look at the bigger picture, They might realize that they are taking a risk with their lives. In the future, they might suffer the negative implications of alcohol harm, meaning that when we're talking about partying all weekend, we're talking about drinking and taking drugs, whatever else. And not thinking, because especially when you overindulge in alcohol, it affects certain parts of your body that you're literally damaging, that can cause future health problems along the way. So understanding this and realizing just how important you need to be when it comes to these kinds of situations can help you to better understand how to deal with some of these issues. Now, have clear goals. Whether you are short-term or long-term goals, make sure that they are clear. I find that writing them down is a great way to ensure I have a precise and achievable goals. Knowing exactly what you want or where you need to be at a certain point is crucial to decision-making. Now, here's the thing. You can write down a goal and you can look at it and it can seem very daunting and very difficult to reach. But if you take it and break it down into monthly, weekly, and even hourly goals, then before you know it, you experience wins along the way. And in experiencing those wins, it gives you more self-confidence. And you have successes along the way that help you begin to believe that it's easier to reach that goal instead of seeing it as being so very, very daunting when you first get started. So clear goals make it easier for all your choices to be aligned with them. Seek other opinions. As people, we have different ways of viewing situations and analyzing the possible outcomes. So getting a second or third opinion from trusted friends can help you view the situation from a different perspective. Moreover, Seeking the opinion of others also gives them a chance to share with you how they might have made choices in similar dilemmas, okay? Now we're looking at it in a really better way and understanding that when others who are in your trusted circle help you with making decisions, then it helps you to solve some of the problems that are there and might very well be part of the decision-making process. Now, when I get through some of these tips, I'm going to talk about how to work as a team and how different behavior patterns within a team influence how you work together to make decisions and come up with the solutions. So, have some quiet time. A busy and fast-paced environment is definitely not the ideal place to make decisions because of the many distractions that will be surrounding you. Rather, Take some time for yourself and find a great place where you can adequately focus on your thoughts. Likewise, avoid making decisions when you're stressed, tired, hungry, or angry. These negative states hinder your decision-making ability, making your valuable Time to making a choice that you might regret. Now, when you get stressed out, what's happening? Your mind becomes scattered. You don't focus on any one thing. You're multitasking. And that's why they often say you, the best way to deal with those issues is this to take breaks frequently. as if you remember in telemarketing, every hour you were on the phone for like 50 minutes and then you took a 10-minute break simply because it refreshed you, it got you away from where you were at. And if you're hungry, what's happening? Your brain is not focusing because it's starting to focus in on the, the the feeling that you're getting in your stomach. So this is why it's often important to recognize what's going on and how to deal with it in a way that can help you better understand and deal with certain situations as they come up. Examine all options. Sometimes we approach decision-making from a biased point of view. We learn or we lean towards making a particular choice without necessarily weighing all the available options. Before coming to a final decision, be open-minded and ensure that you have weighed all the available options examining all options also gives you confidence with your choices this is what we're talking about when i said in the beginning that when you make a deci- uh, when you have goals to set you need to break them down into smaller achievable goals so that you experience wins along the way. Weigh all the possible consequences. Almost all decisions have long and short-term consequences. Remember to weigh all these consequences in, in your decision-making process. Often we also are short-sighted and make decisions based on immediate gratitude while ignoring the long-term consequences of choice. Also, some choices might seem like the wrong choice for the short term. In the long term, the choice might be beneficial. For instance, taking a course for a new skill might seem like a bad idea. That means that your schedule will be packed after completing the course, it increases your chance of being promoted at work or getting into an industry that you've always wanted to work in. So, understanding how to deal with decision-making and how the importance of it all and how it all plays out is the best way for you to deal with what is going on and how to look at all possibilities. So sometimes we take this risk very often and we end up comfortable with the bad decisions that we make. It is important for you to take some time to reflect on the risk that you continually take and look at the bigger picture. You will likely see the long-term effects of these risks. For example, some people party every weekend when Friday evening to Sunday, and then they think it's a fun idea until they realize just how much it affects where they are. Now. Some choices might seem like the wrong choices for the short term. When we were younger, we had off, had other people who could take the important decisions for us. If these things didn't go, well, they would take the blame. But as we get older, it becomes even our responsibility to make important decisions. The more you implement these tips in your decision making, the easier it becomes to make the best choices. In addition to tips above, trust yourself. You have the ability to make the best decisions for yourself. Sometimes you feel sad after making right decision, and that's okay. If you make mistakes, learn from them and move on. Now, I told you I would break it down into the different types of decisions. Now, when we talk about team building, we talk about the creator, the advancer, the refiner, the enforcer, and the fifth one is the facilitator, because the facilitator is someone that is equal in all four quadrants. And the creator is the person that comes up with the ideas, but they just don't know how to implement them. Therefore, what happens is they will come up with the idea, they'll write out the plan. Then the plan goes to the advancer, and the advancer takes it and refines it because he understands what can work and what can't work. And sometimes he can send it to back to the creator, or he may go on and decide to send it on to the refiner because what the refiner does is he breaks it down even more into the, what he believes can really be applicable and those things that are just flat and understanding all of that. And then the enforcer is the one that implements the whole idea once you've gotten there. And the facilitator works with everyone in the team to make sure there's a smooth transition in every aspect of your life and how you just you deal with it. Now, what we want to talk about is getting into decision making in a little bit different way because we want to talk a little bit more about the process, and they're usually all like seven steps in the process. So let's look at some of them. The first one when it comes to making the decision is to identify what the decision is that you have to make. So the first step is making the right decision and recognizing the problem or opportunity and deciding to address it. Determine why this decision will make a difference to you and your customers or follow other or fellow employees. Then you need to gather the information and this is where the team comes in. So next it's time to gather the information so that you can make a decision based in data. This requires Making a value judgment, determining what information is relevant to the decision at hand along with how you can get it. Ask yourself what you need to know in order to make the right decision. Then actively seek out anyone who needs to be involved. And Three is to identify alternatives. Once you have a clear understanding of the issue, it's time to identify the various solutions at your disposal. It's likely that you have many different options when it comes to making your decision. So it is important to come up with a range of options. This helps you determine which course of action is the best way to achieve your objective? Weigh the evidence. In this step, you'll need to evaluate for feasibility, acceptability, and desirability. Know which alternative is best according to management experts, Phil Hinkson, and a Anthony Sturgis managers need to be able to weigh pros and cons. Then select the option that has the highest chances of success. It may be helpful to seek out a trusted second opinion and gain a new perspective on the issue at hand. Now, do you understand here what I'm talking about? Because this is, Well, I'm saying that you need the creator, the advancer, the refiner, and the enforcer, because they can take that idea, they can look at it, they're going to be able to look at the evidence and decide what's going to work and what's not going to work. Choose among alternatives. When it's time to take and make your decision, be sure that you understand the risk involved with your chosen route. You may also choose a combination of alternatives. Now that you fully grasp all relevant information and potential risks, take action. Next, you'll need to create a plan for implementation. This involves identifying what resources are required and gaining support from employees and stakeholders, getting others on board with your decision is a key component to executing your plan effectively. So be prepared and address any questions or concerns that may arise. Now the last thing you need to do is review your decision. An often overlooked but important step in the decision-making process is evaluating your decision for effectiveness. Ask yourself what you did well and what can be improved on the next time. If you find that your decision didn't work out the way you planned, you may want to revisit some of the previous steps and identify a better choice. So see what we've been talking about here is how it helps you to deal with the different types of decisions and decision-making and what's going to work and what's not going to work because often we can have behavior patterns that how we communicate we have to be able to adapt to different people so that each pe- each person within the team understands exactly what their role is in the team and then you need to be able to have each person look at each step along the way within your decisions to help you Understand and build some of the best products and services that you're offering. Now, the last thing that I'm going to talk about is to show you how build teams virtually. Simply because in today's marketplace, uh, you know, I was just reading an article that the, the COVID and the pandemic itself will be over, but the cause for COVID, is going to be around forever. It's just like the flu. You have to take a shot every year to avoid getting sick because the flu can kill people. Well, the same thing's going to be true with COVID. It's just a strain that's going to constantly mutate and mutate. So, being able to work virtually is important because even though people are going to begin to interact more and more with each other we're still going to be doing things online simply because a lot of the things that were happening off the trends happened long before COVID hit therefore you really need to understand how to work with the tools that are available and the software that's available to help you understand and, and, and be a good decision maker and be able to communicate actively with your team. And remember, your team may be people in different countries as well as in different states or different towns. That today, people do more work remotely than they do in an office, and this trend started back in the late '90s in the very early 21st century, simply because companies were looking to ways ways to cut their overhead. If you remember, in the late '90s, there were corporations were merging; they had two or three people doing the same jobs, and they started cutting down or cutting management, upper management, middle management positions. And many of those people wanted to go out on their own and and make the same amount of money that they built up their reputation for within the corporation because they considered themselves experts in the industry. But at the same time, they were really over pricing themselves. That's why when the original dot-com era started, it, it and it was all based on imaginary numbers, it all collapsed. So that therefore today, the way things are looked at and judged is very different. So you have to be able to make your decisions that were more and more remote workers, but we're also solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, and working and building an online e-commerce store, and all of these things are interconnected with your, your personal development and how you are able to adapt to what's happening in technology and incorporating it into your business, and I have a number of courses that you can take that can help you with understanding how to work with a team virtually, and I also have challenges to help you, and remember, you can go to my website, and that's the number one personal career coach and sign up for either individual or group coaching.